Welcome to Killing Me Softly, the lighter side of wellness, the podcast that sprinkles reality on your kill salad of life. I am your host, Amanda Hansen, certified nutrition coach and owner of Ignite Nutrition and Fitness here in Twin Falls, Idaho. I help people from all walks of life better understand nutrition and how it relates to personal, mental, and physical health. Killing Me Softly, where we take the hell out of healthy living and we put the fun back into functional fitness. Today, we are joined by a longtime client of mine turned nutrition enthusiast and certified nutrition coach. I have my client here, Ashley Hawkins. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to just talk with you today and kind of get your perspective and your insight on um, your understanding. You've been a client, you've, you've implemented these things, and You've also sought out a certification in nutrition because you felt very passionately about being able to teach this to others. So let's just kind of glaze over the topic of getting started, implementing better habits, what worked for you, maybe what didn't work for you. So in the beginning, when I first started working with you, you had done some dieting before. I would say that your relationship with food was probably not very good. Very poor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've done quite a few different styles of eating from, you know, the if it fits your macros to keto to vegan to, I mean, without going into like Weight Watchers and, you know, the commercial stuff like that, mm-hmm. I, I've done a lot and everything always left me feeling restricted Mm -hmm. and ended up in weight gain after I stopped following whichever diet. Yeah, that's very typical. Yeah. Did you see that like when you would find a new approach or a new thing like that you would have like these huge, almost like sparks of motivation and I'm going to change everything and and I'm going to follow this plan to the T and and how did that affect your day-to-day life first and just your mindset around nutrition and what dieting looks like and the whole the whole, the whole thing <laughs> yes well typically I would get these waves of motivation mm-hmm. from what I was seeing on social media oh yeah we love social media. We it's, have talked about yes. social media like in almost every episode of like <laughs> what a crock it's it is. such an influence and not always a good one. And, you know, you just you can't help but see these influencers and what they're doing and how great they look and, mm-hmm. you know, how amazing their life and how easy looks. they make it. And look. Yeah, it's just it's like you said, it's a bunch of crap and mm-hmm. But it's easy to get tangled in, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would see someone who was similar to me and they lost all this weight. And I was like, I can do that. Those are the results I want. I look like her. I had the same life or I have the same lifestyle as she did in the beginning. I can mimic this. Mm -hmm. So you get very motivated and gung-ho. And if you're anything like me, which I think is... A vast majority of the population, you have a tendency to be full force, mm-hmm. you know, 
you want everything to be perfect and you're going to go 100% right out of the gate. You can change everything about your life. Exactly, which is just not sustainable. And it leaves you feeling very bad about yourself. I think it really kills the confidence. Exactly. There's almost an addiction to Mm -hmm. motivation or like that feeling of motivation. Motivation first is a lie. It's it's motivation is not what we have been sold. It's it's not that feeling of like, you know, get up and go and get things done and, you know, no no pain, no gain. Motivation is understanding the reward mm-hmm. on the other side of doing the hard things. And motivation requires us to get very uncomfortable to be able to make the changes in our life. So Which nobody likes to do. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. <laughs> everybody wants, and and I shouldn't say everybody because that's not true. Most, Most of the time, we've almost been conditioned to seek changes that are very almost shallow changes mm-hmm. and not to go any deeper. Just, right. you know, all you have to do is is eat these specific foods at, at these specific times of the day and you'll have results like I have. And I don't, I feel like a lot of people who are selling that narrative aren't honest and it's, it's right. very financially driven. But when in, in the beginning of us working together, you did have that very rigid mentality of mm-hmm. like the all or nothing, tell me exactly what to do. I'll do it. Right. And that's not how I work. And yeah. that's not how I ever want to work because that's not long term. Right. You have to find a a way for you to implement it. I can give you the nuggets. I can tell you a little bit of the science behind it. And then you've got to find things that fit into your life. And everybody is different. So was it almost triggering for you to move as slow as, as oh, we were absolutely. moving? Absolutely. I think everybody has especially nowadays, this sense of instant gratification mm-hmm. being such a strong, you know, pull mm-hmm. for us to do certain things, right? And especially when you're doing the diet culture stuff, keto and all of these things that, I mean, they will result in fast weight loss if, oh, yeah. if you're if you really to strong it, absolutely. with it, right? However, on the flip side, the second you stop, if you're not, if you're not backing off of it slowly and, you know, going about it in a smart way, what's going to happen is you're going to gain that weight back just as fast as you lost it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, I, I knew, I mean, and I think most people realize to do something such as losing weight, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's if you're going to do it healthy and you want it to be sustainable and just part of your life, you need to take the time to actually do it and mm-hmm. not just, you know, snap your fingers and make it happen. Exactly. So I knew deep down this is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Even though that may not be the way I wanted it to happen. And I don't think anybody right? wants it. Right. You know, it's really hard to wrap our our heads around how slow it can be. Mm-hmm. And it's not linear. That's another thing that that I think people can struggle with. I've struggled with before as well as like, 
I make all this progress and then I have a backslide and I am so defeated feeling, yeah. knowing that like all, all that progress I made in my head, I think I've ruined it all. It, I've gone. lost all the progress. I I'll haven't never lost see it the again. progress. <laughs> it's there. I, I still have all the knowledge that mm-hmm. I, you know, attained while I was on my journey to wellness. But I have to now realize that the way I was applying it wasn't fitting my needs or maybe it just doesn't fit my needs anymore. Like we all have seasons of life. We are constantly changing. We should always be developing. This is personal growth. You don't just learn something and and done be the expert on it. It's, It's a journey. So the path isn't linear. We've had seasons, you know, in your journey too, where we had to stop focusing on the progress and focus on being okay, not putting the effort in and not having the progress. And that, mm-hmm. I, that is something that, that it's very hard Oh yeah, for people to be like, okay, my coach is telling me we're not tracking our food. Mm-hmm. We're not going to worry about, you know, what we're eating. We're, we're, we're going to relax. We're taking our foot off the gas and we're going to put our energy into being blissfully ignorant for a while. Right. Yeah. And that's incredibly hard, especially for me, because I just feel like if I'm not actively working on it, then I'm failing. Mm-hmm. Right. If if it's not my priority, then I'm I'm doing something wrong. But I think a lot of the time, it's not so much the action of, you know, losing the weight that is important it's it's changing the mindset absolutely right because it's so it, it i mean honestly if you just eat what you're supposed to eat and have that level of activity that your body requires every day losing weight really isn't hard mm-hmm. it's the wrapping your mind around doing like you said earlier the uncomfortable and knowing that sometimes it's not going to be fun, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, in all actuality, should you be going to the family barbecues and eating every single piece of carbs that they have laid out? No, even though maybe don't eat a gallon of, of potato salad, you know, exactly. Maybe just half of a gallon. I, yeah, and you watch everybody else do it, and you're like, ah, that's what I want to be doing. But you know, I think for me, especially. especially and I can't remember when it was in our journey, but, and I know you'll remember this too. Mm-hmm. I went on a vacation to Oregon and I knew I was not going to track, right? Mm-hmm. There was a part of me that wanted to because I like that control and I want to stick to what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm feeling very motivated. And at that time I had been, and I, I, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, I think I will. But then I had talked to you and I was like, no, I'm nope. not, I'm not going to track on vacations this or holidays. Vacation. Or special I, occasions. Yeah. And I came back and I can't remember if I had lost a little bit. I or believe maintained. you did. Yeah. And honestly, I really, I was mindful of what I ate at breakfast. Mm-hmm. After that, I, I still tried to incorporate my proteins to make mm-hmm. sure I was hitting that. But other than that, I wasn't tracking anything. However, having the mindfulness that we had worked on mm-hmm. months prior made it so much easier when choosing 
the things I was going yeah, to be the knowledge. Eating. Yeah. yeah. Knowledge is power and, and you're able to be intuitive with exactly. your needs and, and, you know, you should be able to go on vacation and eat foods that you don't typically eat at home and enjoy the local fare and do, do those types of, of activities, you know, when in Rome. Mm-hmm. So it's important to, when we are on this journey to understand that there's a lot of grace. There's going to be times when our effort, our progress is not really, our efforts not reflected in our progress. I see that a lot. People mm-hmm. just, they really, you know, kill it in a week and they're spot on with everything and they're doing exactly as they're told and they come in and, and maybe their body composition really doesn't change. But that's the body. It, it just takes time and we have to <clears throat> be patient and be intuitive. If we're feeling better, better energy, maybe less brain fog, then you're on the right path and that physical is going to, it's right there. It's going to happen in just a second. Right. But when you're not working with somebody who is, you know, well-trained in the industry, maybe somebody that can't really walk you through what's happening with your body, I can see how people change their path constantly because Mm -hmm. you put the effort in, you give it your all and then nothing happens. And so- you jump to the next thing, you know, whether that's keto or special dieting, you know, meal replacement bars, and you don't stay consistent in that one approach. So you feel like you've been on a hamster wheel Mm -hmm. and then you develop this really negative mindset around what dieting is and dieting is restrictive and dieting doesn't work and there's something wrong with my body and that's just not the case. Right. I also don't think intuitive eating can happen through just teaching people intuitive eating practices. I think it is a result of your, of knowledge Mm -hmm. of nutrition and the way the body responds to certain nutrients and having that complete understanding gives you the power to be intuitive and, and be able to predict your needs for that day. So I touched on you know, a little quick when I was introducing you that not only are you a client, you also have your certification from NASM for right. for nutrition coaching. We are implementing you into the Ignite family currently. Yes. Slowly. <laughs> you do work full time for St. Luke's. Right. But I have seen somebody who came in originally with a lot of maybe fear, negative emotion attached to what weight loss meant or what wellness meant to somebody who has a great understanding of nutrition and and mindset and the process that we have to go through. And you've really learned to accept <clears throat> that sometimes it, it doesn't look like what it should or what we think it should. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be a very powerful presence for or present for others. Thank you. What really drove you into wanting to seek out your certification? You know, honestly, I think the fact that I had gone from one thing to another and everybody who I'd worked with almost worked in this like specialized topic or diet, I guess is a better word for it. And then as soon as you come out, obviously we talked about this, you know, you're back to square one because you've reverted back and you've 
backtracked and gained all this weight again. And then having worked with you and having learned that the power of like being well-rounded and knowing that I have so much experience in trying all these different diets. Mm -hmm. And now I've come to this point where I feel comfortable in not seeing progress. Is it ideal? No. Would I like but to see progress But there's other issues the sometimes happening. And, exactly. and that's where there's got to find that. Stuff. And it's okay. You know, exactly. that's, yeah. progress is not always going to happen. And I, I love the idea of being able to help others who have been in that same boat. It, it just provides me with so much, like, the warm and fuzzies, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that I can help someone who's just like me, who felt very intimidated to reach out to anybody who looked remotely like they've spent their life in the gym. That they've had, yep. Yeah. It's, it's very intimidating because I've never been, you know, the toned tan look Don't like I been eat ready. chicken rice and broccoli for every single meal mm -hmm. you know I've always been more curvy and and that's taken me a long time to accept that that's okay I feel like a lot of women have the same struggles and I exactly. so I have a very specific body type that's not the body type that you know naturally looks feminine and it's it. I don't have those features. And I spent many years, even though do I have a story with struggling with weight loss? I don't. And and I will never pretend that I do. I do have, you know, I was very rooted in being incredibly underweight and very malnourished. And people made comments on my body all the time. And I almost want to put out there like, while I have a microphone in front of me. <laughs> if you currently make comments on people's body, please be very mindful of how you say those things. So just an example, you know, it's socially acceptable to tell somebody, oh, you you need to go eat a cheeseburger. You're, you're too skinny. Look at you, skin mm -hmm. and bones. Like, it's absolutely socially acceptable. And that made me so self-conscious of, of my body. And I tried. I I wanted to look healthy, but mm -hmm. I wasn't healthy. I had issues happening and the the constant feeling like, you know, you're being judged. And I think people who struggle with weight also, they obviously have the same struggles. It's just in a, in a different way. Right. You know, it's, it's almost you're shamed for not looking like that perfect female body type and I, men go through this very too. unattainable for it is. most it is people <laughs> there's a very small you know percentage of the population that honestly i mean i think about it now the the social standards for beauty or for what fitness looks like now i really don't believe are is attainable for anybody mm -mm. most of those you know what we're looking at are are people who've had a lot of work done who have a lot more resources than, than the average mm -hmm, human. Exactly. It's a lot of plastic surgery and Botox and hormone mm -hmm. therapy and tanning. Living and in the gym. Living in the gym. And constantly meal prepping food. And probably having a chef that does, you know, some exactly, of that. Exactly, yep. And it's, it's amazing how, you know, when you're taking pictures, if you just stand a certain way, mm -hmm. how you can tweak your body 
to look in a way. And then there's you and I who stand in front of the mirror and we see a dump truck in front of us, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. But if we just twist our hips a little bit and <laughs> tilt our head, you know, we can look just as feminine. So unrealistic standards, it goes both ways. But sure. going back to the topic, don't, you know, make comments on people's body. I think that is very important mm-hmm. to really make it a habit to not even comment. Sometimes I don't even think commenting on someone's weight loss is appropriate. So there's a different way to put it more of like you, you're looking really healthy. You look happy. Yes. Not like keywords. Yes. Healthy, happy. Those are good ones because yes, you just don't know someone's story Mm -hmm. and what it is that caused the weight loss. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it could be something very traumatic. You you just, you don't know. And maybe they weren't intending on losing the weight or, you know, maybe it it was done in a very unhealthy way because of, exactly. exactly. So, you know, whether you're saying it to be kind or not, I I just, it's almost like commenting on a woman who looks pregnant, Mm -hmm. right? If it's questionable, you probably shouldn't say say anything, right? uh, It's, I, it's pretty common. I see it in a lot of older folks too, where they'll make those comments and it's, it doesn't, you know, they don't think it's offensive. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be somebody who gets offended by everything. But the reality is, is I've seen people through a weight loss journey and they look unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And if they're doing it in a way that is wrecking their body, because you can lose weight and be wrecking your body. Exactly. Yeah. And they're getting the feedback from others of like, have you lost weight? And you're recognizing them for for what they're doing. You're mm-hmm. just reinforcing that negative behavior. Exactly. Yeah. And then it gets that's where our, our body dysmorphia and disordered eating kind of starts to stem from. For sure. So before we get too far off topic, while well, I'm going <laughs> to scroll today, I wanted you to give as much insight and and advice possible on how to go about Im- implementing better habits with mm-hmm. food, uh, things that worked for you, ways like little tricks you might have, have played on your brain to make it a more attainable pattern in your day-to-day life. Sure. Well, I will first start off with, I think... The first few habits that you taught me in the very beginning stages of our journey, the small steps, mm-hmm. huge, huge. Because again, back to They're what we small, were talking about. Small but huge. Yes. You know, I think it's just so easy. And again, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure that applies to a lot of people. I have a tendency to think if I'm not making these big changes and I'm doing it all at once, then I'm not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of mind work and prompting. <laughs> yes, prompting to really be okay with just making small steps, right? Because a lot of small steps turn into very big Absolutely. progress. And you had me start with just tracking food, right? Mm-hmm. The first week, that's what we did. The next week was just focusing on breakfast and lunch the following week and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I think just making these small areas of focus, I mean, it really allows you the time to 
pay attention to what you're doing and get really good at exactly yes by taking those small you know how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time yeah it's the exact same approach exactly and so anytime i'm doing something a little different with you know what we're doing nutrition wise for myself is okay how can i break this down into smaller steps that don't seem so intimidating, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of times, especially if you're new to dieting in general, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you go into like, well, should I be taking all of these supplements? And well, do I need to go buy all this new healthy food? And what's the best, you know, it's, it's a lot, right? And basics. Exactly. So anytime I can break it down and make it a smaller step, it's, much easier for me to be successful Mm -hmm. and be able to move on to the next step confidently and know that, okay, I'm ready. Right. I've, I've done the work. You can always fall back on that. Those, those small steps. Exactly. And that's a great foundation. You've got to lay that foundation. And that is why I am so like, I will ride you about do not overcomplicate this. Do not focus on anything else because if we don't build those first few steps, Mm -hmm. we're going to get lost in the journey. Oh, yeah. And and it's going to be hard to bounce back from that. So exactly. We are almost out of time. So I've got to wrap this up. Unfortunately, I think I could probably go on and on about this. (laughs) We'll we'll do another one. We'll we'll do a follow up to this. Um, So is there anything that piece of advice that you could give a, a client who maybe has had success on on the program and has fallen off track, what mm-hmm. is one piece of advice that you could give that helped you get back on track sometimes? Like, because we all fall off track. Yeah. Again, small steps. Small step. It's yep. a small step. It's the so do you small... go back to like, okay, I'm going to start with breakfast yes, this week and build every from time. There? Fantastic. Because I think if I go back to the foundation, it just sets me up for success later on. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm... if if I'm just like over here building a wall, mm-hmm. because that's where I feel like, oh, this seems like a good place to be, mm-hmm. and I have nothing holding up the wall, what's going to happen? Absolutely. Right? You're going to fall down, and you're not going to be as successful as you would if you went back to the beginning. Yep. And don't ever be ashamed of, of yeah. having to go back to the beginning. Because if you're not starting all over again, you have all the knowledge. Mm -hmm. We just have to now learn how to reapply it to our new season of life. So exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And that that concludes our our conversation. And uh, we'll have you back on. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends who you think could use a good laugh and a health boost. Join us next week for more laughs, wisdom, and real-life tips to keep you killing it softly in your wellness journey. Until then, this is Amanda Hansen signing off. Here's to healthier habits for real people in real life. Real life.